It's Saturday, December the 5th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Brexit brinkmanship and America's Somalia withdrawal. First, the week in brief. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Ursula von der Leyen, the President of the European Commission, agreed to direct talks later today in a bid to break the Brexit impasse. Despite intensive negotiations this week, the two sides could not agree on fishing rights and ways to ensure businesses compete on a level playing field. France's government said it was prepared to veto an unsatisfactory deal, which must be ratified by December 31st. President Donald Trump ordered the withdrawal of nearly all of America's 700 troops from Somalia. The Pentagon said it nevertheless remains committed to Africa. Mr Trump appears to be on a mission to scale back the American Army's overseas commitments during the last few weeks of his presidency. He has already ordered troop cuts in Iraq and Afghanistan. Joe Biden asked Anthony Fauci to remain in his role as America's senior infectious disease expert, as well as to serve as chief medical advisor in Mr. Biden's administration. Dr. Fauci briefly ignited a transatlantic row by questioning whether British regulators, who approved the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine this week, applied enough scrutiny to their decision. He later retracted the suggestion. Global debt will reach $200 trillion by the end of this year, predicted S&P Global, which owns a credit ratings agency. The amount is equivalent to 265% of the world's GDP, but the firm said that the increase in the global debt-to-GDP ratio was not a crisis, provided interest rates remain low and COVID-19 vaccines become widely distributed. A French court sentenced a retired surgeon to 15 years in prison for the rape of four children. It is believed to be the biggest ever paedophilia scandal in the country. Joël Lescouarnec was charged in 2017 after a six-year-old girl testified against him. Mr Lescouarnec may have sexually abused hundreds of victims in the past three decades. Mexico's president told citizens to cancel Christmas plans amid soaring coronavirus case numbers. President Andrés Manuel López Obrador asked Mexicans not to travel, exchange presents or hold New Year's Eve parties. Infections and deaths have risen significantly in the past fortnight. Earlier this week, the World Health Organization said Mexico, which has the fourth highest coronavirus death toll globally, was in bad shape. And Israel's foreign minister held his first meeting with his Jordanian counterpart Ayman Safadi since taking office in May. Gabi Ashkenazi and Mr Safadi discussed the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Mr Safadi stressed the importance of a two-state solution. Israel welcomed an American peace plan in January, but it was rejected by the Palestinians. Talks between the two have been frozen since 2014. And now, here's today's agenda. Lady Sings the Blues, Billy. The outline of Billie Holiday's life is well known. Her grim upbringing in Baltimore and New York, where she was forced into prostitution aged 13, her rise to fame in the nightclubs of Harlem, her powerful performance of Strange Fruit, a lament about the lynching of African Americans, her heroin addiction, financial difficulties and death aged 44 in 1959. In the 1960s, Linda Lipnack Cool, a journalist, wanted to deepen her understanding of Lady Day as a person as well as a star. 
She accumulated 200 hours of interviews with people close to the singer, including fellow musicians, family members, friends, lovers, and even the police who arrested her, with a view to producing a comprehensive biography. Cool died before its completion, but the never-before-heard material has now come to light in Billy, a new documentary. Also benefiting from colourised archive footage of the singer, the film is a devastating portrait of a talented, troubled jazz great. The start of it all, Wuhan's crisis. A new documentary transports viewers to Wuhan, China in January 2020, the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. 76 Days was filmed in four hospitals over the course of the city's lockdown and, as a portrait of the first throes of a global catastrophe, makes for gripping, eerie viewing. Sequences include medics barricading hospitals as people try to force their way in and a doctor covered head to toe in protective equipment telling a frightened elderly patient, we are your family now. This footage is the work of Hao Wu, a director best known for People's Republic of Desire, and two Chinese reporters, one of whom makes short documentaries. The chaos meant they were subject to less scrutiny from the Chinese government. Still, the film stays deliberately apolitical. I started getting away from wanting to assign blame, says Mr Wu. Instead, the focus is on the human face of the crisis. With thousands still dying every day, it's a tragedy far from over. Doctored Up, Baby God and a Fertility Scandal Years after Quincy Fortier, a fertility specialist, was named Nevada's Doctor of the Year, one of his patient's daughters learned a dark truth. She was one of the dozens of children he had fathered by secretly inseminating their mothers with his own sperm. Released on HBO Max earlier this week, the documentary Baby God follows his biological children as they struggle to come to terms with their origins. Commercial DNA testing, which became available only after Fortier died in 2006, allowed them to discover the truth. But they can only speculate about the motivations behind his decades-long fertility fraud. The documentary's attempt to understand Fortier's actions uncovers yet more of his grim past, including his impregnation of his 17-year-old stepdaughter. He convinced her that it was a virginal conception. A dissection of the importance of medical consent, Baby God also highlights the universal desire to accept one's identity. See the light, giving sight to the blind. For most of human history, making the blind see has been the promise of prophets and witch doctors. But a new paper in Science suggests that technology could one day cure the 40 million blind people in the world. High-definition brain prosthesis bypasses the eyes entirely, instead projecting information directly into the brain's visual cortex. An electrode implanted in the brain can stimulate a neuron to produce a dot of light called a phosphine in the mind's eye. An array of such electrodes can project shapes much as a digital scoreboard does. This was tested in two macaques who had previously been trained to recognise specific forms like lines, dots and letters. When the electrode array recreated these shapes in the monkeys' minds, they immediately recognised them as if they had seen them. The long-term goal is to restore rudimentary vision to the profoundly blind. Such a feat would be miraculous. Not plain sailing, the Vendée Globe 
A month ago, 33 sailors departed from Les Sables d'Olonne, a French town on the Bay of Biscay. Competitors in the quadrennial Vendée Globe solo yacht race sail south down the west coast of Africa, around the Cape of Good Hope, clockwise along Antarctica and then north up the east coast of South America. They hope to return to western France by late January, having clocked up around 24,000 nautical miles, nearly 44,500 kilometres. The race is one of the most difficult and dangerous endurance events in sailing. In the past week, Kevin Escoffier, a French sailor, was shipwrecked off the South African coast. He was saved by one of his rivals and countryman Jean Lecam, who detoured to find him. Mr Lecam will be compensated for the time he lost. Mr Escoffier will have to wait until 2024 to try and complete the race for the first time. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Joan Didion, who was born on this day in 1934. Innocence ends when one is stripped of the delusion that one likes oneself. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Music